is just an introduction before we blow your mind. We step up in your function and put in overtime. I'm not a workaholic, but I'm always on my grind every day. Cause that's the only way I'm gonna shine. Anyway, I had to put this beat over this rhyme just to remind my people of a much simpler time when we play video games and ball sports with overall short, short fades on ball courts. For me, it was the 90s. For you, it may be different in your mind frame, but the time frame ain't specific. We was always just kidding back when we was just kids. We never had to question our lives. We just lived just cause. Why were we happy? We just was. Maybe the reason is cause all we needed was just love. And uh, some of us got that. What do you call that? Well, back then, we would call it all that. Hey, and welcome, uh, man. I just got a, I just got a spam, a spam uh, friend ad on Skype. Damn it, Skype. Yeah, I get those too. Right at the beginning of the show. Thanks a lot. Thanks. <laughs> oh, well, there goes that opening. Hey, guys. <laughs> welcome to <laughs> welcome to Death Cakes Podcast. Yes, yes, sir. I'm Illy. And I am Jay. And we are back with movie number two in our pure premium pulp block. Yeah. What a um what a couple of uh what a <laughs> pair of episodes we started off with. Jesus man. Yeah. Yeah, and man, Flash Gordon sucks. It does, but I tell you what. Ever since that song has been just stuck in my head, like I, I have to play it on YouTube almost every other day. What the Flash song? Of course. <laughs> ah! Did you? I, I know you didn't watch Ted, but the uh, scene, the uh, scene from Ted, Ted when Flash Gordon shows up. Have you gone I, out and seen that? I did not watch Ted, but you know what? I when I was looking on YouTube for the Flash Gordon song, that was in there. Yeah. And so I saw the part where uh Mark Wahlberg is speeding over to the bar like, or you know wherever he is and he's play is playing the uh the battle music I guess while he's in the car. Yeah. And then he hops out and runs up the steps and he sees Sam Jones back there with the uh, <laughs> with the tank top on. Yeah. And it starts playing the song like that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and, and then it cuts to like a a fantasy scene where yep. him and Sam Jones are riding that rocket cycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a bromance that never happened, huh? Yeah, and I I mean you you watch that clip and you hear Sam Jones' real voice. Yeah, there's no way that that, that was his real voice in nope. uh, the movie. Uh-uh. <laughs> and it's funny, and if I didn't know that, I would just be like, "Man, he's really weathered. Did he smoke a he gun a like carton of cigs every day?" Yeah. But no, that's just what he sounds like. Yeah, because we don't actually know what he sounds like. We never, we never knew from not from the movie. Mm-mm. <laughs> and I don't think oh, he's geez. done anything that we would have seen since until you know Ted. But right, um, we're not talking about that today. No, I'm, not. I'm done with Flash. Um, of course, you know if you listen to our uh, minisode, which I apologize for it being rambling, but we. There was not a whole lot to talk about when it comes to the Defenders of the Earth. Yeah. But oh, no, uh, well, I got something to say about that here in a minute, but let's uh <laughs> proceed. But we are of course this week talking about the Phantom. Yeah. The Ghost Two Walks. And Ghost Two Walks. And honestly, I have to say this out of all the movies in this block that we're doing, this is the one that I like the most. You know what? Um and I haven't seen the, the the next one yet, 
and the other one I haven't seen since the only time I saw it in theater. So, uh, so, so, you know, jury's still out, but I will say that, you know, I started out, well, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you in a little bit why I was disappointed the first time I saw this. I watched it this time, this time, and, uh, you know what? Not bad. Yeah, because I worked in a video store from, like, 97 to 99, 2000, mm-hmm. and, you know, this would be the... This would be one of the movies that I would, you know, throw in every now and then. And, you know, even now, it's one of those, those hangover movies. Yeah. You know, where, where you, you're just laying on the couch and nothing else is on and you're just watching TV. It's definitely one of those movies. Yeah. You know, I could watch it, you know, without getting bored or anything. Yeah. So this is, this is me in the year 2015 at 33 years old. Uh, but I'm going to take you back to, uh, 1996 mm-hmm. when I was uh, I, when I was when I was 14 and you know I knew nothing of this character I knew nothing of the Phantom except for this really badass cartoon that was called Phantom 2040 and I even played there was a Super Nintendo game based on it I rented that game from Blockbuster or yeah I rented it it was you know it was pretty fun uh, I never actually watched, I mean, I didn't watch religiously, but I caught it whenever I could. Um, I was actually in karate classes, and so that show was always on on Saturday mornings when I'd be getting ready to leave for class, so I would catch as much as I could of it, but I always liked the show a lot. And, uh, you know, spoiler alert, that's gonna be our, uh, that's gonna be our 37.5. We'll be talking yeah. about that, so come back for that. But, that's all I knew of the offensive. And so, uh, around this same time, um, I start seeing, well, you know, toward the end of the school year, I start seeing advertisements for the movie. And I'm like, oh, I want to see that. I love Phantom 2040. <laughs> and, well, um, you know, let's just, uh, let, let's just get into the movie and, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come back in later. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just, my little brief history. I only knew of of the Phantom from the Defenders of the Earth cartoon. Yeah, because that's, that, that's the first thing. time all the I, I ever ever saw the Phantom. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing because I I told you back in the episode I seen Defenders of the Earth before, but by then I've long forgotten it. Like I said, I only yeah. just caught it a couple of times, and so I don't really I didn't even remember the characters. I didn't even remember Flash Gordon being in it. I don't barely remember the Phantom. I don't know. I don't remember Mandrake at all. So. uh yeah, so even having seen it those couple of times that, that that I mentioned, I still had no recollection of the Phantom until 2040. Yeah, and and just to give the the history real quick, um, just like Flash Gordon, th- this was actually a comic strip that was created back in the 30s, 1936. It was created by uh, Lee Falk, yes, who who also created Mandrake the Magician, and actually. Uh, created Mandrake first. Yeah, and um, they, uh, some schools of thought. I don't know how accurate this is, but actually credit uh, the Phantom as being the first superhero. Yeah, yeah, and you know, Lee Falk sort of took the ideas of, um, you know, he, he saw the popularity of like Tarzan and uh, Mowgli from the Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Um. 
you know, those type of of uh, adventure characters. Sure. Uh, and he uh, he also took some inspiration from King Arthur and and uh, Tarzan or, or Zorro. I mean, Zorro. Um, yeah. And um, he just created this character who um, is one of a long line of of heroes. Um, the legend is in nineteen or er, in fifteen thirty six, a merchant ship was attacked by the pirates from the Singh Brotherhood, mm-hmm. and the only person left alive was the son of the wealthy merchant. Um, the son was adrift at sea for a while until he came to the shores of Africa and was taken in by this African tribe who trained him to uh, be... Yeah, well... It doesn't <laughs> make a lot of... hype? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, because it makes no sense. I mean, you... it, it it's a lot like Tarzan. He trained him to, you know, to be sort of one with the jungle, to be a tribesman, and then... Well, that's fine, but they gave him a ring with powers. Like, for what? Because his father died? Well... The original Phantom, he didn't have any. the The ring had no powers. The ring was just a symbol. the The supernatural stuff was only in the movie. Okay, all right, all right. Cause, so yeah, it, yeah, we were getting to that, but okay. Yeah, but basically, um, we're still talking about he, the comic. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the comic. He, uh, he's he he's this hero who um, who every time. He has a child, the firstborn male son, t- takes up the mantle of the Phantom uh, when the father dies. And, you know, the comic stars a character named Kit Walker, who is the the latest Phantom. Which also and, tells you that uh, Defenders of the Earth was bullshit because, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> because he was training his daughter to be the Phantom. And it's like, uh... No. Well, I I almost want to say that there was an episode that addressed that fact that that she was a girl instead of a boy. Oh, really? I think so, but I I could be wrong. But anyway, let's get into the movie. So, the movie starts off with this with this title card that says uh for those who came in late. <laughs> and then it goes on uh, the narrator goes on to tell what I just told about how how pirates killed the the mer- merchant. All that was left was the merchant's son. Right. But in the movie, they changed it to where he was not um, in Africa, but he was in, in the South Pacific. So he he, he was rescued by um, I don't want to call them natives, but you know the. The, the tribesmen of this South Pacific island, so they were more like Asian than, right. than African. Sure. But the, the, uh, tribe was called the, what, the, uh, the, the country is Bengala. Right. The, the Bengars, I think it is. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, hey, real quick, um, before we go any deeper into this movie, I just want to talk about like the creation of it. Or mm-hmm. I had a question. Do you know why did they why did they dig up the Phantom? Because I mean, it's not like there was no trend really here. I mean, 
it's not like I mean I don't I don't know. It's like okay, there was Batman Forever. Did they come out like a year before? I guess. I'm just wondering um, who thought the Phantom was a good idea. Like, I don't. It, according to their production notes here, it was because I know uh, it was in development hell for a couple of years too. Yeah, because uh, Sergio Leone wanted to direct it. Oh first. God! You know what? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'm glad it didn't. You know, a again, yeah, he, no offense to our Italian listeners that we may have, but uh, I don't want to do another Italian adventure movie for a while. Red Sonia, Flash Gordon. Yeah, yeah, but uh, he he wanted to do a Phantom film followed up by a Mandrake film. Um, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! What? Yeah. The second one never happened. Well, I know that, but did you see what's <laughs> happening here? Yeah, he almost for he 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 almost beat Marvel like twenty years to a shared universe. He was setting up a Defenders of the Earth movie. <laughs> so let's be yeah, glad this bombed because because <laughs> because we may have gotten it. And if you know if you heard our point five, you know nothing good can come from Defenders of the Earth. So Mm-mm. no, oh, nothing. Shit. Okay, but um, it looks like Joel Schumacher was considered uh, to direct it. Um, man, he would have loved that. But. Yeah, yeah, but the job was eventually given to Simon Win- Simon Winsor, who was a fan of the character since childhood. Okay, so I mean, this was you know before um, the big big superhero boom it was 96 so there were there weren't really any superhero movies I, I mean the the batman movies were really the only ones right and you know so i'm uh i'm just i honestly i'm just wondering wh- why this you know but it just seems like they just decided eh, you know we have this property that hasn't been touched in a while let's do it yeah i i don't know yeah okay but um, anyway, movie starts with, with the narrator basically telling the origin of the Phantom. Then, yep. Um, and I'm sitting there in the movie theater, like, yep, okay, here we go. Here's the origin story. Yeah. Then, then cuts to uh, James Remar, who you may know from the Warriors, or if you watch Dexter, he he played Dexter's dad. Or if you watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation, he was. Raiding nope, after nope. a haircut. Sh- hush, sh- sh- <laughs> shush, <laughs> But um, he's he's uh, driving with this with this other goon, and then this. Um, God, I hate saying Nate native, but he was driving with this little boy who's native to this country. And it's very it's very disturbing because I, I don't know they just got this kid. I don't know where he got him from. Obviously they kidnapped him, and I just don't even want to think about what might have happened to this boy all along. But yeah, because that that stuff really it unsettles me. It just takes me to a dark place. I just uh, <laughs> but uh, it kind of reminds me actually um, for uh, you know you know for my eighties uh, Nickelodeon heads, Mysterious Cities of Gold. It kind of reminds me of uh, the character Zia. You know how uh, she was um, basically in the in, in the uh, custody of Mendoza and uh, Gaspard and all of them, you know, because she knew how to get to the city, and so they had her, you know, basically there. And uh, you know, he's basically he's he's like Zia. Yeah, yeah, but um, he's I guess they're 
guide or whatever, but but they're trying to find this uh, cave, and they they find the cave. They go inside, and they're like looting treasure and stuff. And then this guy finds this big uh, gold skull, and he tells uh, James Remar, whose name is Quill in this movie, uh-huh. he he tells Quill, "Hey, I found it," and he he tosses it to to Quill. Then all of a sudden, the skeleton that was behind him in this really bad effect. <laughs> Springs to life. It's like the Goonies. Yeah, and chokes him out. You know, before they Kills get him. there, though, you know, uh, we we can't we can't not talk about this scene, though. You know, the, with the uh, the rope bridge, the suspension bridge that's there, and they're trying to get over in the truck, and they're yeah, the Indiana hold. Jones bridge. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I swear it's the same set. Oh, it's the same bridge from from uh, is it uh, Raiders? Not Raiders. It's uh, I think yeah, Raiders. Right? Temple of Doom. Oh, is it no Temple of oh, Doom? Okay. Well, you know, it, it, this this whole th- this whole scene is a lot like a uh, like like somebody in Indiana Jones. To be honest with you, but you know when they go across it on that on that uh, you know, well they don't want to cross it with the uh, truck because they're afraid it won't hold. So they go across on foot and they have the kid drive it across because he's the uh, he's the lightest. And I remember and seeing the, they don't care if he does. <laughs> yeah, and I just remember seeing the movie theater. Like I just knew he wasn't going to make it. But he made it. Oh yeah, and like oh, yeah, he made okay. it just fine. Whew. You know, yeah, yeah. And and before or we go any further, that's the thing with this movie. This movie tries so hard to be either Raiders of the Lost Ark or Batman. It's insane. <laughs> oh yeah, I got which we 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 we're, we're getting there too. I got some more stuff to say about which that. Which I'm yeah. I, I mean, honestly, you got to think that Batman. Excuse me. Got that's some of his influence from this movie from or from. From the Phantom, sure. I mean. uh, you know the original idea of Batman because it's the same basic thing because it's a rich kid who becomes a you know a hero after his parent was killed. Yeah, you know. But anyway, and, and anyway, they they find this skull and they they come out of the cave and there are some some tribesmen there watching. Or no, the, the, there's a tribesman watching them go into the cave. Mm-hmm. And then after they, they see that the dude got choked out by the skeleton, they start hearing these drums. And the drums get louder and louder. <laughs> louder and louder. And then it cuts to, like, almost a Batman-like reveal. It cuts to just a close-up of the Phantom's face, and he opens his eyes. And then he goes out. And he gets on his horse and gets his pet wolf. And they just go riding into the into the jungle. And they gotta stop it right here. This is ridiculous. You know, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 the Lone Ranger in purple spandex. That's yeah, really what it looks like, to... and it's like it, it's one of those things where you can't win. You can't win. It's like that's what he is in the comics. This is a comic movie based on that property. That's what it has to be. If you change the suit, that makes it not the same. You know, and you know, but <laughs> but but that, that's something that still doesn't really translate to screen very well. So I don't. I I thought it was actually a really good costume for for what it was. I mean, it 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 was exactly like it, it was in the comics. No, it is. But I'm just saying that when you see it on screen, like a guy in purple spandex riding to the jungle on a white horse, it's just like oh, what oh the yeah, fuck, guy? yeah. <laughs> it, it's ridiculous, and it's it's got like the the muscles and stuff are painted on on the suit, but. It, it's not like it, it. It's it's painted on, but painted on with accents, or you know. So it it looks like his 
it, it doesn't look like, like he's got muscles. It looks like there are muscles painted on the, sh- the, the shirt in so, sort of an artistic, stylistic It looks way. like my Magneto Under Armour shirt, is what you're trying to say. Kind of, <laughs> because, I, I mean, the the... The the belly part, the the six pack part, it, the the way it comes up into the chest, it looks sort of like a skull face, yeah. which is sort sort of the Phantom's whole mm-hmm. thing, you know. And then um, it, I, I mean, I I just thought the suit looked good for what it was. It does, especially in 1996. Yeah, yeah, it does, but it's just the fact that you know it's it's, it's bright purple spandex, and it just you know it's. It's it's very it's it every time you see it you it's can't ridiculous. help it you you can't help it it's like I know what this is I know what's the phantom I know that's what he is you can't win you don't say yeah. there's no there's, there's you just kind of have to agree to disagree you're just gonna have to it's a stalemate <laughs> you know yeah so but uh, anyway he goes riding into the jungle and uh, you know Quill and his goons come out and they, they hear the drums and then all of a sudden here comes the phantom out of the trees. And and they start running like, oh my god, you know, who's the, this guy? <laughs> and and Quill says, it can't be him. I killed him once before. And then like grabs his belt, and he's got a belt with a skull um, belt buckle, yeah. the, the same same as Phantom does. And so they start running away, trying to get to the truck and stuff. And the Phantom is riding on his horse. He grabs one dude, and this is how bad this movie is. He he grabs one dude and is holding him, and and riding the horse at the same time. He rides the horse past this tree, but runs the dude into the tree. The tree moves. <laughs> the tree visibly shakes, and it's you know it's not a sapling. It, yeah, it's, it's a, a tree. giant tree, yeah. <laughs> but it shakes whenever he hits it. And then, um, you know, they're in this truck and they're driving away and the Phantom, you know, branches off to the other, you know, trail or whatever. And then one of those horrible tropes that you see in all of these um, adventure movies is the is the uh, gymnastics bar that looks like a branch, yeah. but it's obviously a gymnastics yeah, bar. Yeah, it's, the, it's the, the Jim Cotta effect. Yeah, and he grabs it and he does like a he does a flip around it once, twice, and then he ends up on the truck and you know, he's fighting in the truck. And he, he's fighting on top of the truck. And the truck gets back to the bridge. Um Quill jumps out, so then it's the phantom trying to steer this car across the bridge and the kids in the back. Um the phantom Climbs into the back with the kid who's tied up, and you know the bridge starts to collapse and it flips over upside down. Somehow, the um the truck does not just fall straight. Somehow it hangs there. Well, for because a while. it's caught over in the uh, the suspensions of the uh, the bridge. That's why it catches oh, and then it flips yeah. over. Yeah, but then since it's an old school 30s truck, you know, the bed is just covered by a tarp. Mm-hmm. And they, they rip through the tarp. The Phantom grabs a, one of the suspension cords and cuts it. And he swings across as the truck well, falls. He and doesn't explodes. cut it. He holds on to the kid with one hand, 
pulls out the gun with the other and shoots. <laughs> he's yeah, a, oh, he's yeah, a he shoots dead him. shot. He hits the, the the exact cable and goes swinging across as the truck falls and explodes. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So now, all of that happens, and that whole scene, by the way, was led into with this uh, subtitle at the beginning, Bengala, nineteen thirty nine. I'm like, all right. Alright, that was good. Really nice opening. That was the origin story of the fans. And that's just, you know, okay. Now we're going into 2040. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. We stay here. No, and we're... it's another five minutes before I just realize and I'm sitting there. I'm just like, uh, balls. <laughs> this is not what I thought it was. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with 2040. I didn't know that the Phantom. Look, I thought Phantom 2040 was just what the name of the 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 show was. I didn't know that it was the Phantom, you know, colon 2040. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, Mm -hmm. like, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know that it was it was an update of an old property. I just thought that was what it was called. And then, you know, because in 2040 in the series they show that they well not they don't show that scene, but I mean they show the origin of how the Phantom became. You know the Phantom Legend started, and so right. I thought that was just it right there. They were doing that, and then they cut forward to they. But that never happens. And you might ask, well, did you see any twenty forty shit in the commercial? What were you thinking? Well, no, the the, the movie was not promoted that well. They showed no. They showed commercial. I saw like maybe a couple of commercials for it, but it was just a few action scenes, and then mostly just like other than that, just promotional posters everywhere with like pictures of him in the ring that says "Slam Evil." And like there was yeah. like there there was promotions at uh at Seven Eleven like you can get like there's a pur- some some type of purple flavored slurp I don't know what flavor but some purple slurpee and then you got a free Phantom Ring if you bought it you know and all this stuff like that but that's about it I mean there wasn't a whole lot of information out there and this was '96 so it's not like everybody had the internet we didn't we didn't yet so uh and even if you did I mean you just you, you know that kind of information wasn't all you know there were there was no imdb no none of that so yeah yeah so i mean i didn't i yeah. I, I honestly thought this was a fast 2040 movie and i was so disappointed i just sat there just because i had nowhere to go i mean my mom was gone she had dropped me <laughs> off at you know the galleria uh movie theater and i was like sitting there i'm like well i mean i already paid for it i already paid my money i might as well finish my popcorn and soda and and watch this you know me and my sister were just sitting there watching it but i was i don't think she really knew what it was but she just went because you know there's a movie movie. and but i went expecting something and it wasn't and i was just so i was i I, I was hot you know (laughs) yeah so um anyway it cuts then to like I think the sign just says Jungle Patrol. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it's basically a British outpost in Bengal. Of course. And, you know, the... Uh, Jungle the, Patrol. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the soldiers are, are bringing in, you know, all of these guys. And, um, you know, one of the guys is like, Oh, there, there's a guy in purple suit and he wouldn't die and da-da-da-da-da. And, and the, the captain... I guess he is, or the leader's like, oh, you know, I've never heard of such nonsense and blah, blah, blah. So he goes in his, uh, his, uh, office. And, and then, is that when he hears the report about the plane being attacked? I don't remember. 
let me get it pulled up here. I don't remember, but, uh, you know, uh, again, people, I'm sitting there this whole time, like, that's going on, and then it cuts, you know, going forward, they're at, there's like some, some type of, some type of party, some type of dinner party, or, or, or some oh, type yes, that's, over in, uh, in Long Island, right. and that's when it just kind of set in for me, like, this isn't, this is something different, this is, this is like the Phantom in the, in the 30s. Like, oh my God, what what about what what did I pay for? Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. So, um, just to backtrack a little, because I got lost. Um, so Quill gets the skull and gets away. Um, the uh, the bad guys are arrested. The captain goes back into his thing. Then it cuts back to the Phantom in his skull cave, and his his manservant is uh, trying, trying to patch up his cuts and wounds yeah. and stuff. And <laughs> this is the fucked up part because you see um, he's he's looking in this book to see what the skull is, and finds out that it's one of these three uh, skulls of Tuganda. Tuganda, yeah, sure. Which, uh, if you get all three of them together, then you get unlimited power or something like that. The power to rule the world. And so, as he's reading this, um, this guy in this purple smoker's jacket comes out <laughs> of the other room. And he's, he's like, uh, you know, that's alright, son. You, uh, you, you'll catch him next time. You know, you don't, you can't catch. You know, everybody all the time. You'll you'll get them in the end, and um, uh, the Phantom, whose name is Kit Walker, played by Billy Zane, by yeah. the way, which is the I think this is his only role that he's had, at, at least at this point, as a good guy, because he he played a, a crazy person in Dead Calm. He was the bad guy in uh, Titanic. I think every everything he plays, he's pretty much a bad guy. Or something. Yeah, and, and the other thing about it is, he, um, about about this scene though, is that the 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 uh, the servant or whatever you want to call him, he's I, I, he asked him, he said something to him, and he goes, "Okay, goes to walks." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what the yeah what? the the yeah. servant. Never calls him by his name. Just calls okay. Him he can't call him Kit. If he doesn't call him Kit, which he ought to. I mean, he lives there in the cave with him. He ought to know his name. He's calling Phantom. He call you. you call him Ghost Who Walks. Yeah. Like hey. Yeah. It's Jay Who Podcast. <laughs> okay, Jay Who Podcast. <laughs> I actually kind of like that though. <laughs> no, we're not. That's no. We're not making that a thing. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> but um, but just to backtrack a little bit more. Um, when when Quill and Phantom are fighting in the truck, um, the Phantom pushes up Quill's sleeve and he sees this like spiderweb tattoo, and and Phantom looks it up in the book and sees that that this uh, tattoo is actually a tattoo of the Singh Brotherhood. And when he's talking to his dad, he, he's like, you know, I lost the I lost one of the three goals of Tuganda, and his dad's like, oh well, that's okay, you know, you'll get him in the end. And then he goes, well, I lost it to one of the, the Singh Brotherhood. And then his dad's like, 
You <laughs> idiot. How could you lose this skull? I mean, he just flipped on a dime. How could you lose the skull to the Singh Brotherhood? Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? Like, and <laughs> and uh, Phantom's like, hey, I, I'm sorry, but you know, I I'll find the other two skulls before they find them, and you know, I'll 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 get it back. I promise you. Then he's like, you better because you know, um, the whoever holds them gets ultimate power, and the Singh Brotherhood can't have them. He, he's like, great. And then his servant comes back in the room. He's like, who are you talking to? And there's no one there. So, yes, his father is a ghost and no one can see him. But if he's a ghost, he should know who he, he should. If you're a ghost, wouldn't you? If you're going to put the ghost thing out there. Shouldn't the ghost know what's going oh, on? Yeah, and shouldn't he be the ghost who walks? I mean, he's the he technically is the ghost. Yeah, and it's not like the ghost is tied to the cave because later on, the the ghost shows up in New York and, and is given the phantom advice. So how would how would he not be there and see see that one of the Sang Brotherhood gets the or got that first skull or whatever. It well, the truth sense. is, he answered his own question. You know, when he said, "You lost that skull. Are you out of your mind?" He's like, "Yeah, apparently so, because I see you everywhere every time something happens, and you shouldn't be here." Yeah, yeah. But uh, then it cuts to New York, where we meet uh, Kit's ex-girlfriend Diana Palmer, who uh, who just came home from some sort of expedition. Yeah, played by uh, Christy Swanson and- of B Movie fame. Yeah, there's a lot of and, those uh, around here. We'll we'll meet some more in a second. Yeah, and then one actually big, yeah. name, which is odd. But you know, it was one of her first things, mm-hmm. I think. But uh, anyway, it cuts to this party that at her that uh, Diana Diana's uncle is having. To I, I guess it's a fundraiser, so, yeah, it, or something. Uh. Yeah, something of the sort. Because isn't her, is isn't, isn't he running for office or something like that? Yeah, something like that. But um, at this party, this New York businessman called Xander Drax shows up. <laughs> who is who, uh, who is um, Treat Williams? Which, like I said, <laughs> yeah, of B movie fame. <laughs> yeah, B movie God Treat Williams, and man. Out of every, I think Treat Williams is the reason why I like this movie so much, because he's chewing up scenery left and right and don't give. Oh, he's fuck. he's uh, he's he's Frank Gorshin in Meteor Man. Oh yeah, he, he's he's hamming it up and loving every minute of it, and yeah. it's awesome. I mean, he's I think he's the only one who actually knows like what this is. Yeah, yeah, he knows more about it than the <laughs> Phantom does. But um, anyway, uh, Xander shows up to talk to Diana's uncle. I guess oh, because Diana and his uncle owns a newspaper, and he wants to find out why the newspaper keeps running uh, bad press about him, and and why why her uncle won't take the the donation that that he gave and. You know the guys. The uncle's like, "Well, you're, 
you're a horrible person and you you deal with all the mafia and all the criminals in town and I don't want your money and blah 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 so uh, Xander just leaves and cuts to uh, to uh, Diana actually flying to Bengala because after Jax leaves Diana goes to her uncle's uh, study and is talking to, to her uncle and her uncle's like yeah this Jax guy he's dealing with these criminals called the Sang Brotherhood or something and and I, I think they're stationed in or I, I think they are they, they work out, out of Bengala so she decides that she's going to fly to Bengala to get yeah. to the bottom of it yeah, which sure. makes no sense yeah I'll buy <laughs> but, it sure Sure, sure you are. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But then somehow, Drax finds out about it, and he gets these air pirates, which is kind of like the air pirates from. Uh, I knew uh, you were going to say that because I thought the same thing. Because <laughs> it it's right about the same era. I, I mean. Tailspin sort of takes place in the 30s, 40s. It is, and they both world. fly around in like in 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 uh, seaplanes. And I saw that. Yeah. I, I I saw that happen. That <laughs> I saw the plane that they were on, and then the whole air pirate thing happens. I'm like, this is Tailspin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but but all the the was air that pirates ever a thing? Female, were, were, were there ever such thing as air pirates? I don't think so. I think it was just a thing of the I guess 30s. So man, because that's I mean, yeah, because because yeah, I mean, I can't really. I, I know there's there's nothing I ever seen in history about that, but it seems like all these little serials and you know pulp mags and you know tailspin, which kind of has a little bit a little bit of pulp in it too. It's uh, you know, they're, they're always there. Yeah, it, it must have just been a thing because I guess airplanes were the big thing at the time because they they're relatively sure. new in the '30s. So I guess you know they were fascinated by it and okay. put pirates in them. You know, I mean it's cool. I get, I'm just I'm, saying I'm I didn't just know guessing. where it came from. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah there's nothing wrong with it. But um, anyway, the, these uh, these sky pirates are all female and they're led by Sala. Yes. And not not John Reese Davies <laughs> from Raiders of the Lost Ark, or not Brian Blessed, but Sala. Yeah, but Sala is uh, played by Catherine Zeta Jones, which I think this may be her first movie. This was before Zorro. Yeah, it was right? before Zorro, and I was going to bring that up because I was like, uh, that we actually did we we were going to do Zorro in part of this uh, block, you know, that was in there, mm-hmm. and then. Like, oh no, we gotta do Flash Gordon, and so we bumped Zoro then. But yeah, she was in both of these, so she made her pulp rounds uh, early on. Cause Zoro was just like a couple years after. Yes, uh. ninety-eight. Yeah, so this was really her first big yeah. breakout movie. Um, I remember seeing that in the theater too. I'm like, man, who is that? <clears throat> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, anyway. Sala comes and she takes Diana and kidnaps her off the plane, takes her back to the pirate base on Bengala. Um, Jungle Patrol, <laughs> Jungle Patrol finds out that that she's been kidnapped, 
and the uh, well <laughs> this is where it's weird because the jungle patrol finds out or rather the the phantom has a radio in his skull cave and he hears the distress call so then he goes to the jungle patrol yeah, he has a radio in the cave and talks to the he has electricity yeah, yeah because well, it's, it, it's yeah. the back cave <laughs> I mean really it is and that oh so, oh I get it now that that one guy he's Alfred yeah yeah uh, oh, the guy who I calls him Ghost Walks not Korean yeah it's not Korean it's something uh Whatever, whatever the guy's name is. Yeah, that, that's basically his Alfred. And then this Jungle Patrol commander is basically his yeah. Commissioner Gordon. Because he he pops in out of nowhere and the commander's like, Oh, don't don't uh, surprise me like that, Phantom. <laughs> and, and he's like, It's hard enough. Or quit showing show up because it's hard enough for me to pretend you don't exist. You know, with you popping in here all the time. And then... You know, they they start talking. And they said, "Okay, yeah, everyone, the plane is safe. They only kidnapped one person, a Diana yep. Palmer." And Phantom's like, "Diana Palmer from New York?" And the Jungle Patrol guy's like, "Yes. How do you know who she is?" And he's like, "Oh, her her uncle runs a paper." And he's like, "Yeah, but that's in America, and you're in in whatever this South Pacific island is." And Phantom's like, oh, I just heard about it on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's really bad at keeping his secret identity. He's not like Batman at all. Well, you know? you know, the other thing about that is I don't even know how his identity is a secret because Billy Zane is the only person I can ever I can say that mask on or off, he looks exactly the same. <laughs> There's no mistaking yeah. him. Yeah, but I mean, I guess the only thing is that whenever whenever he is on Bengala he doesn't take that suit off ever you know because the, the captain doesn't know who he really is I don't think anyone really knows that, that he lives there you know they just think it's a white dude who lives somewhere in the yeah, jungle and just happens to love spandex yeah <laughs> lots of purple Jeez. spandex but uh, anyway, so then the Phantom finds the pirate layer and he breaks in, and he finds Diana. Well, and he, he uh, well, well, hold on a second. He he kicks in the door. You know, he's like he pulls out his forty. He's got forty five. So he like pulls out the guns. He's like, all right, get your hands up. And it's all chicks in the shower. He's like, oh, sorry, ladies. <laughs> and he takes. The- yeah, then well, they pull out behind guns. Pulls a gun, and she's lucky she's not a good shot because she would have hit him dead in the right in the back of the head. Movie over, you know. But I mean, he yeah. just kind of sat there and for a second. He was he was with it, you know. Yeah, well, he's got to find his bride, yeah, you know. And so, but yeah, he takes <laughs> he, he takes a, a leap down a, a laundry chute. <laughs> I mean, this is the most perfect. Uh, I mean, it's like Mario going down a going down one of those pipes. See, and that makes no sense because okay, you've got the shower room or whatever, sure, right there, the laundry chute there. The laundry chute goes straight down. That's somebody's bunk. That, that's not the laundry room that they're hold, holding Diana right, Palmer. That's somebody's room. There's just beds in there. Somebody's bunk. Yeah, 
but like so oh <laughs> oh oh and wait a minute like so so there's an exchange going on like while while that's going on because Catherine zeta jones has uh has diana and she's like she sits there and she's like nice boots and i i, I caught myself or something like what what she say and then she's like but she's like just my <laughs> size she like grab, grabs her boot and takes it off like oh okay i all right <laughs> thought she might have said something else i was like whoa where are we going with this but she's uh takes the boot off there's a little uh note inside the boot and uh the note falls on the floor and diana tries to hide it but then she notices it and so uh she starts to read it and that's when you hear the phantom like tumbling you hear him coming down the laundry chute and he just lands right there and he's like is this a ship full of women because <laughs> again, he's with it, man. He's like, I, you know what? Never mind this hero stuff, man. I, this shit full of women. You know, she's like, all my air pirates are women. And she pulls a gun on him. And it's like, he says, uh, uh, I, I, you know what? He, he, he does, I guess this is something that is, uh, I guess this is the trope of the, of the, the, the comic itself. Because this happens in the, in, in, in other forms of, in other uh, iterations of Phantom 2 where he says there's a jungle saying that says, and, uh, he says something about like the hand being quicker than the eye, something like that, whatever. And he snatches the, he snatches the gun before she can even, uh, yeah, right over Snatch, hand. right and over she goes, hand. fast hands. I like that in a man. And then jumps on him, just rams her tongue down his throat. <laughs> Not at all. Not In fact, he lets go and he says, "Tie her up <laughs> again," because he's yeah. with it. But then uh, Diana <laughs> punches her in the face, and he's like, "Or not?" And she's like, "Hey, you know what?" Yeah. She said, "Fast hands," so she's got a point. You know, the magic bullet has not been invented yet. I might need you for myself, so never mind her. You're coming with me. Yeah. Yeah. So then they jump down <laughs> another laundry chute. And then they get outside, and well, he finds a plane. He's like, well, she doesn't want to go with him at first because she's like, he's like, uh, yeah, Diana Palmer, let's go. So like, how do you know my name? And then uh, he tells her, which I don't remember exactly what he says, but she's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I heard, I heard on the radio. radio. Let's go. She's like, uh, why should I go anywhere with you? He's like, this is a rescue. <laughs> and she's like. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a great yeah, line. He's like, oh, why shouldn't he? He's like, this is a rescue. <laughs> She's like, well, you're in a purple suit <laughs> and you're weird. I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. But then, uh, you know, the guys come looking for her, and so, uh, you know, they they kind of duck off behind the stairwell, sneak out, and then he's like, oh, you know what? I should go out first. As soon as he walks out, he just gets a pipe to the gut. Like this guy's waiting right there for him. <laughs> yeah. But then he starts fighting, and this is what I'm talking about with this FedEx suit because he doesn't, again, people, he doesn't have powers, so to speak. You know, so he just starts no. fighting. So, you know, fighting regular, you know, but he's just throwing punches and kicks and it's like that. And it's just <laughs> in broad ass daylight. See, see, listen, Batman's suit is ridiculous, but you know what? It works because Batman does his dealings in the dark. You know, it kind of blends into his surroundings, and he tries not to be seen so much. This is broad daylight. He's just in purple. <laughs> His purple onesie. And he's just throwing punches. This lanky. But I'm just, I'm like, I just die laughing every time I see this. But that's when they break out. Yeah. You know, they get free, and that's when he finds the uh, the plane, and they get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, and and they they get a, they start trying to fly away, but then Quill shoots the the fuel tank, so it really can't go that far so then they get in trucks and they're following from the 
the uh, shore and then he pulls this shit which <laughs> I don't know how it would work but he he makes her get down on the pontoon and he gets down on the pontoon his horse comes out of fucking well, nowhere when they flew out they, you know uh, apparently the horse and, and the and the wolf were telepathic because you know they're flying ahead in the plane I don't know how they know that's him up there but they start following the plane <laughs> exactly. I don't know where the fuck it came from. Well, How are you gonna catch a plane? I mean, I know yeah, horses are that fast, fast, but come on. But yeah, it, he uh, the the horse comes up under the plane, and then they jump on top of the horse just as the the airplane runs into a cliff. Yeah, and, and I gotta tell you, this scene was awesome. Like, it is pretty. It is. It's pretty practical too. I mean, I, I, you know, they. Uh, yeah, they, they, I give them flaws. You know, for like the practical effects they used in, in this thing. You know, not a whole lot of. Uh, well, you know, CGI wasn't really a thing like that. You know, but like this. Well, yeah, but I mean, not not not, not for this. You know, if this has been made today, they would have. You know, this, you know, nothing like this. Yeah, oh yeah, it would have been green screened. And, you know, they'd have been yeah. sitting on. They might have been sitting on a uh, on, on a jungle gym for for that matter. You know, and just pantomime the whole scene. Yeah. But, you know, this is this is good, really good stunt work they've done here. Um, you know, but and and, and 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 on top of that, it's so. This is so pulp. Like this is something that you would see in like one of those old serials. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and. um you know, it, it most of it had to be practical because, like I said, we he doesn't mm-hmm. have any superpowers. So all it is is punch. Is, well, it has to be punching because his his uniform is this purple suit with these black trunks, and then he's got his skull belt with two holsters. But there is nowhere there is nowhere on that suit on his body to put extra clips. So he's got he's got two guns. He's got a clip with mm-hmm. what fifteen shots in each yep. gun. You and better make them it. shots count because you ain't at yeah at it. <laughs> so uh, anyway, they they ride yeah. off into the jungle, and Quill thinks Quill. Thinks uh, he's you dead. would think that he'd know by now. Like you know what? Let's confirm that he's dead because every time you you you've thought to have killed this guy like several times already. Yeah, and that's the other thing about this stupid thing. They all think that he's immortal. I mean, everyone, even for, even the pirates way back in the past, they think that he, he's immortal because they kill him and he comes back. They don't ever think, oh, it's just somebody yeah, they else. They never in the think suit. that, and they never realize. That, yeah, yeah, Wouldn't you think of course. That? And the other thing is, why? Oh, it, 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 it's, it's the guy's son, you know, who comes over and takes us. So you don't think. Oh, you know what? I'm about 20 years up in age now. Huh. You know what? Uh, yeah, by now, wouldn't there be... I mean, isn't it, is it entirely implausible that maybe somebody else has come along and taken you up this thing? You would think. And you cannot tell me that they are all... That, that every father or every son that came after was the same height, was the same build... There's no way is genetically impossible. Nope. And uh, I actually did some of my research after this. I saw some of the serials uh, of this, and some of the guys they got to play the Phantom. And one guy, he just 
did not need to be there. I mean, he was grossly out of shape. I'm like, well, how did you get was he was but, he like 1940s fit where where ha- having a beer gut was kind of <laughs> kind of okay. Like was the that George, the thing? I didn't the, know that. Uh, George Reeves su- Superman serials, those old black and white ones. He uh, wasn't uh, in any kind you know, of shape. I would have to double check, but maybe I mean that's got, maybe that's what it was. But again, now see that I mean, yeah, there, there had to have been a couple of phantoms like that, right? This is like yeah. the twenty first of them. There had to have been a couple of them that had the beer. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, they get back to the skull cave and. The jungle patrol captain is there, and well, but before he, he shows up, um, the Phantom just straight straight up has a treasure room just full of gold and stuff. He goes into this one room, he finds this black pearl necklace, gives it to Diana, and says, "Here, take this to remember me by." Yep, and uh, she's like, "Okay," and then, and then the jungle patrol captain comes and. And um, is going to take her back to you know civilization, and they, they ask her, "Well, why are you even here?" And she says, "Well, I, I was investigating this symbol or, or the, this uh, note." And so uh, she gives the note to, to the jungle patrol guy. Jungle patrol guy looks at it, gives it to the phantom. They see it's the it's a picture of the same Brotherhood tattoo. And so then the Phantom gets all serious. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, you need to take Diana back to the airport. Get her home now. And and Diana's... Yeah. Or he, he says, Di- Diana, where did you get this? And she goes, well, you know, there's this guy in New York named Xander Jax. And, and he's been researching them and investigating them and stuff. And he says, okay, you know, you know I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry. So, actually, we need to rewind just a little bit because at the um, at the party of Diana's uncle, Diana's uncle makes the accusation to Drax that you're mixed up with this pirate group called the Sang Brotherhood, and Drax is like, "Oh, what are you talking about? I don't. That, that's crazy talking. Blah blah blah." So then, the following day after the party. Drax calls like the librarian at the New York Municipal Library and has him come mm-hmm. up to to his office and you know says, "Hey, I'm just wondering, have you been talking to the newspaper about all the stuff that I was researching in your library?" And the guy's like, "Oh no, I, I would never do do that, you know." And he's like, are you sure? Because they've been asking about what I've been looking up in the library. He's like, no, you know, I haven't said anything to anybody. I promise you. And he's like, oh, great. Okay. And this is one of the scenes that I still cringe at. Even though it doesn't show, there's no, there's no blood. It doesn't show anything. Oh, I can't believe we skipped this part. Yeah. I cringe every time. Because just before where the librarian walks in, Drax is playing with this microscope on his table, and he he turns a knob, yeah. and these two knives come come springing out of the uh, the eye thing, you know, the eyepiece, and he he twists it back down, and then the librarian comes in and they talk, and so Drax is like, okay, well, you know, it's great to see you. I'll, I'll you know talk to you tomorrow. And the guy starts to leave, and then 
Drax calls him back. He's like, oh, hey, before you leave, why don't you take a look in this microscope and, and tell me what you think of this specimen? And then he says, you know, I'll hold your glasses. So the guy starts looking through, through the eyepiece, and I'm starting to squirm already. <sighs> and he's like, I can't see anything. Oh, well, the uh, the focus knob is on the side there, Drax says. So he turns that knob, and then it cuts to, to Drax just sitting at, at his desk, just staring at, you know, newspaper or whatever. And then you hear, yeah. shink! And he starts to scream, and it, it cuts to the inside of the mi- microscope so you can see what the specimen was. It's just a paper that says liar. Yep. That, I, I mean... That's one of the scenes where you see Tree Williams is just having a good time being a bad guy. You know, he mm-hmm. loves it. Yeah. And so going back to where we uh, left off at, uh, I uh, well, you know, I just want to say that also this uh, skull, the, the, the bat cave <laughs> or the skull cave, it literally is a skull. Like the opening is a skull on the it, side of the mountain. Yeah. Who, can it can it get any more conspicuous? Yeah, well, I mean, you do. Does anybody wonder? Hey, what's back there? You do have to, because they they showed part of the the trek to get there, where they they have you have to go through another cave into like this lagoon and then Look, ride man, a little bit more. They're digging through, they're digging through all kinds of shit to find three different types of skulls. Someone could find this cave at yeah, some point. You would think, but. Anyway, anyway man. um, cuts to New York, and um, uh, Drax is there, and Quill and Catherine Zeta Jones show up with the skull, and you know, like we found the skull, and blah blah blah, and and Drax is like, you know, that's awesome, and I'm so happy. That uh, I'm not even going to be mad about this. And he throws the paper down and says, you know, uh, uh, Diana Palmer rescued by the Phantom, blah, blah, blah. And so, and so Quill says, um, or no, it, it just says Diana Palmer rescued. And he's like, well, how did this happen? And Quill says, it, it was the Phantom. And Drax says, well, who's the Phantom? He's like, he's this guy in a purple suit. I killed him. But he didn't die. He's like, what do you mean you killed, killed him? He says, <laughs> and then Quill says, look, and he starts pulling at his pants. And I'm like, now wait a second. What, <laughs> what kind of movie is this? But he, he pulls off the, uh, the phantom belt that he has and he turns it around to the back and he shoves his finger through this hole, this big hole that's in the back. And he goes, look, I met the Phantom, and this is the hole where I shoved my knife 12 inches into his back, all the way up to the hill. And Drax is like, um, Drax says, oh wow, you stabbed, he's some comment about stabbing a guy in the back or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the, uh, Quill and, and Solar are kind of worried, because, you know, the Phantom's a badass, and he doesn't die. But Drax is like, oh, we don't have any, any, or he says, you know, I don't care about some guy that's, you know, on the other side of the world. Cut to, to Kit Walker getting out of a taxi. 
<laughs> so he's there. And this is another point where I said, I don't know if this is 1930s New York or if it's 1980s Gotham City from that first Batman movie. Because the cars <laughs> and outfits are pretty much the same. <laughs> well, I, we talked about that too. I, I feel like Gotham was just like always perpetually stuck in in the forties. Yeah, 40s. We, yeah we, we said that when we did uh, the Batman episode. Except ex- except they got Prince coming out of the uh, <laughs> out yeah, of the speakers. You had said that you know the opening scene you thought was a flashback, but it turned out to be yeah. set in the current time because Batman shows up two seconds later. But right. <laughs> It's just funny because it looks, you know, the even the cars are the same pretty much. And, but, um, but you know, I also love this in, in this scene, you know, the boardroom, you know, where, uh, you know, uh, uh, Drax is in there. He's talking about the skull, and one of the guys there, he's, uh, I think his name was Ron. He's like, he said, he says, yeah, uh, it, you know, you you have to. I have this. I have the skull, and when you put the two together, he's like, "But you only got one." He's like, <laughs> "I." As I was saying, when you put the two together, because we're gonna find the other one. I know where the other one is. It will show me the direct. It will show me the directions to the third one. He's like, "But you've only got the one." <laughs> as <laughs> he cuts himself off, like Ron, Ron, Ron. <laughs> It's like I, I felt like I, I was I knew we didn't, but I was so wanting to just go like to just go like full Sam Jackson and Pulp Fiction on him. Like say that again, <laughs> say it again, motherfucker! I dare you! I double dare you! Yeah, and this is another one, one of my favorite scenes because because of of Treat Williams acting, and it's it's great. Yeah, it's great. And yeah. then so the guy he doesn't want anything to do with it. He kind of what he wants to back out. You know, he's says he's not down with all the supernatural hoo ha, whatever. And he's got some guy with him. He said, "Come on, oh." And he's like, "No, you're on your own." Yeah. They're okay, fine. So he walks out. Well, Drax, Drax picks up a spear <laughs> and chucks it at the dude. Stabs the dude <laughs> from across the from room. across the room. The dude is stuck <laughs> to the door and just hanging there. And Drax just keeps talking. And after he throws it. He goes, oh, wow, my bursitis is really acting up. But anyway, we're, we're going to go get this other skull. <laughs> you know, he, he's casually talking about how, how the other skull, I know where it is. I'm going to go get it. And then, they're like, okay, well, we'll uh, we'll go get it tonight because the, co- the police commissioner is there, too. He's like, we'll, you know, we'll get it tonight. I'll, I'll make sure, sure the uh, patrols stay away from there. And he's like, nope, we're going right now. And like, right now in the middle of the day, he's like, yes, I don't want to wait. We're so close, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, as he's talking, he's walking. He walks over to the wall or the, the door where he stabbed this dude. He yanks the, the spear out. The body falls to the ground. And he's, he, uh, really doesn't say anything but just his action is just so nonplussed and like whatever he he uh looks at the nick that the the, the spear left in in the door and he just kind of rubs it and he's like okay let, let's go so <laughs> yeah so they go to the uh they you know start heading towards the museum um 
in in the meantime, Kit has <laughs> has shown up at the newspaper, and he tells uh, the taxi driver, you know, here keep the, the the change and just stay here. And the taxi drivers, you know, what is this play money? He goes, oh yeah, this is Bengali money. Um, here I've got this, and he pulls out this bag of, like uh, rubies and diamonds and stuff like that. And he he hands it to him. He's like, "Here, take this. Don't don't worry, they're all real, and just keep the engine running." He's like, "Well, why would I do that?" He's like, "Trust me, they're real. Just go have, have them appraised." So he he goes in there. He starts talking to Diana's, uh, or Di- Diana comes in, and Diana's uncle's like, "Hey, I got a surprise for you. Look, who's here? It's your ex boyfriend." <laughs> And so Kit's like, yeah, I uh, I had to go home because there was an emergency. My, my father died. I had to take over the family business. Um, but then I heard heard about about this Drax fellow and and these skulls and and uh, this guy that that's trying to get in Diana's pants is there. And he's like, oh, I've seen a skull like that, but it was green. And they're like, where? And he says, oh, it's at the museum. So then Diana and Kit decide to go to the <laughs> museum, too. And as they're walking outside, the taxi driver's back. And it couldn't have been more than, you know, 15 minutes, maybe. But somehow mm-hmm. the taxi driver went to, I guess, a pawn shop and got it all appraised. And now he's <laughs> he's all happy-go-lucky. He's like, I'm with you all day, all night, whatever you need, whatever you want, I'm here. So now he's got his, uh, you know, his personal driver. And they, they go to the museum and they're looking around and they find the skull in, like, the European section, I guess. And so, so, <laughs> so Kit, Kit's like, a, we have to get this out of here, like, right now. And she, and, Diana says, well, my father knows the curator. Maybe he can make some phone calls. And, and she's like looking around for some staff. And Kit just picks up one of those barricade things, <laughs> smashes the glass, jumps into the display, <laughs> and just takes the skull. Now, now, <laughs> what the hell did he think was going to happen? I don't know. Well, I mean, I know he didn't know what happened. What, what was what's about to happen next was going to happen. But did he really think he was getting out of here with that? I don't know. Like that. Thought. You're the Phantom. You're a superhero, man. You you you're, you you got to have more cunning than that, right? I I have no idea what what his plan was here, but <laughs> probably nothing. He just 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 <laughs> smash and grab. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And- and he he jumps out of the display, and Drax is there. He's like, and Drax is you know just put down the skull, put it in the bag, and then <laughs> Drax turns to all of the assembled guests, who who are also you know there's still civilians there, and he's like, hey, don't worry, I'm museum security, um, we've got it handled. We're serving, we're serving cake and sandwiches. In in the in the wildlife exhibit, so please everyone just go and everyone just goes, you know. And I kind of wanted the the camera to follow the people going to the nature exhibit just to say, "Hey, where's the cake?" I was told there was cake and sandwiches. Oh shit! <laughs> but 
<laughs> and there's a the big ass like uh oh you know what they foretold that it would be awesome if they go in there and you see where it is and like some guy is sitting there just like not knowing what they're talking about and he tells them the cake was a lie oh. <laughs> and then we come to find out that that's what that was the easter egg in portal all along is like well, we like this movie called The Phantom, and we just kind of thought. <laughs> now that would be <laughs> funny. But, um, anyway, um, Drax, of course, takes. Well, tries to take, uh. No, he, he does. He, he takes Kit and Diana back to his, his penthouse. Well, well, not before taking the two skulls oh, yeah, that's right. and putting them together. And this, <laughs> we talk about hamming it up. He's like, "Oh, I feel immense power!" Whoa, 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 whoa! He's like shaking, <laughs> and he puts the skulls together finally. Now, here's why I say "fuck off" to the screenplay here, because I mean, it, it, I, I've given him a lot of allowances with this stuff just because I know what it's adapting. But the, the thing said. It would point you to the direction of the third skull if you put the two together. So he puts the two together and, you know, like I said, the immense power starts taking control of him and like it starts firing these different, these, these, uh, red and blue lasers out of it and just pointing all over the place. And then there happens to be a map up, <laughs> up on the ceiling or up on the wall, like high up on the wall near the ceiling. And so it hits the map and burns a hole right there where I guess where the skull is supposed to be. This thing, this, it said it would point you in the directions. It didn't say that it was going to actually show you, show on, a you map. on a map. Like it knows where the what a map is. It knows where a map is going to be. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, no. But 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 that's what they do. Yeah, that's what they do. And and they uh, they, they find you know where it's supposed to be. So then they go back to Drax's apartment, and um, they. Uh, they they go to like a real because the the map that the the skulls pointed to in the um, museum was just you know sort of a basic map, but then they, they went and looked at maps in Drax's um, apartment that you know have coordinates and longitude and lat- latitude and stuff, and they they figure out that it's yeah. in the the Devil's Triangle, which I guess is the Bermuda Triangle. I don't know, but they're like, oh, so we have to go there. Um, so, you know, let's uh, get going. And they're like, well, what about these two? And she's, and uh, Quill says, well, that's the Phantom's girlfriend. So Jack says, okay, we'll take her and then, you know, take this other guy out and kill him. So, so they, they go to take uh, Kit Walker out to get rid of him and he of course fights his way free and then I guess sort of like Spider-Man he's wearing his phantom suit underneath his clothes <laughs> cause then all of a sudden he's in his phantom outfit and he's hiding in, in the uh, in the ventilation ducts yeah cause he took off and like ran into a, like a broom closet and then did, did the Superman thing and changed clothes or, or Spider-Man like you said but it's just like you, it, it, like, he had a suit. He had the Phantom suit on under his un, under his suit and his guns, <laughs> and his guns. And he was gonna rob a a museum <laughs> with all that shit yeah, on. But 
What if he got stopped by the cops? Or, I mean, they, they would have frisked him whenever they, whenever Drax's men caught him, right? So they exactly. would have found the guns, but apparently they... Found the guns and the suit and everything like that. Um, but, uh, the other thing about this is, again, um, wait a minute, um, uh, Quill. Quill's there. He's seen him. Diana, of course, this is her ex-boyfriend, and she's met the Phantom. Mm-hmm. Again, Billy Zane, mask or no mask, he looks the damn same. I don't know how <laughs> they're not looking at him being like, God, you know what? Well, Diana, because when he was in in the newspaper office, he did say something that sounded off, and it was enough for Diana to look at him funny, like, wait a second. you, you Yeah, that... You seem to know more. I think you're the Phantom. <laughs> You know, at least she, you know, yeah, at least she, she did at least raise an eyebrow, unlike, you know, Vicky Vale. So at least he got one up on Batman in that regard. Yeah. But then, um, but yeah, so he's <laughs> hiding in the, the ventilation and he escaped. Now this is pretty badass too. Cause then he, they finds his way to the elevator shaft. Yeah. This, now this part <laughs> is pretty fucking this sweet. It's, is, is completely <laughs> impossible. <laughs> but it, it's pretty fucking sweet. So, you know, uh, Drax is taking everyone downstairs. So he opens up the elevator shaft and he pulls out his guns. He somehow wraps his guns around the. He, he's holding the guns normal, but he he hooks them together somehow around the like, uh, the elevator cable and just slides down. Just repels the fuck down. That is, that is awesome. <laughs> it's it's it, it's totally impossible, but yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, and then and he, he slides down <laughs> and he's able to slow himself down enough so he can hit the button to make the the door open on the bottom floor. Then he does this like like belly roll forward and jumps out. <laughs> and then he uh, he watches Drax leave. He hops back in his taxi. <laughs> and he's like, follow that car. And the dude's like, just don't rob me. I have no money. Just 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 please don't kill me. And he's like, no, I'm a friend of Kit Walker. Just 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 follow that car. And he's like, oh no, please please just don't hurt me. Yeah, so, like you're. I don't. I mean, you, you seem okay, guy. But but at the same, you're you're in a purple suit, and I, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. But just 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 go away. Just, uh. And so he hops back out, and then starts like leapfrogging across the top of cars, and shit. what the hell is going on? Yeah, and then he he ends up in in um well, he ends up well, in like the so there's a well yeah because. There was a uh, mounted police there, and so he's like, "Oh, you know, I've I've had one of these before." He he ha- he hijacks the uh, the police's horse and takes off on it. Yeah, and then the they the crooked off cops, like, what's this Central Park, I guess. Yeah, and the crooked cops just sort of run him into the the Central Park Zoo. Yeah, and so then they they go into the <laughs> zoo as well, try, trying to find the spot where he jumped the fence. And they get in there, and they get to the tiger cage, and the tiger starts growling at them, and so they run away. Then the the phantom's just like hiding in the back of the tiger cage, which it was a real tiger. It wasn't no green screen tiger, you know. Yep. And he he comes out. He's like, "Oh, thanks, friend." And he pets the tiger on the back, 
It's like, now wait a second. You don't have control over animals. You know, so what did you do? I don't know. Maybe just maybe the tiger likes purple. <laughs> I guess so. But um, and I will say, this is a tiger. It's not a it's not a panther in disguise or disguised as a panther. No, no, it is a it is a real real black and yellow panther. And so anyway, yeah, so he he leaves uh, the zoo and gets to the I guess the docks where the seaplane is, and he jumps on board. And, but it's this is the thing that that gets me. It's a small plane. I mean, it's small, tight quarters. So he jumps on the pontoon. Two things. One. Well, I've never flown a plane, but surely in a small plane like that, the pilot has got to feel a little bit of extra drag, extra weight on on one side, right? Yeah, yeah, you've got to. I mean. Because not balanced out. Yeah, I mean, you got 150 pounds, you know, just latched onto one side of you. Yeah, now that's one. Now two... Or whatever it is. Now two, I know that planes didn't fly that high back in 1938. But he's still pretty damn high, and they flew all night. <laughs> but he's just holding on. He, he didn't use his... Because... The way the pontoon is, there's the the strut that's holding the pontoon to the wing. Mm-hmm. Right next, right behind that is the ladder to climb up the door to get inside. He could have taken his belt and like looped it around the the uh, the ladder just so yeah, he you wouldn't know. fall off. But no, he held on with his bare hands all night to that strut and. Uh, you know, when morning comes and she starts to to dive to land, you know, he almost falls off. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Quill is in there just blowing smoke rings. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of hilarious. Yeah. Like, man, this is like, this 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 is a real life cartoon. Like, this is really this is going on. Like, this is the type of shit that would happen. You know, well, I mean, they don't show smoking in cartoons anymore, but that's exactly what would happen. Yeah. So in this plane is is Catherine Zeta Jones. Quill, um, this mobster guy, Diana and Drax. So, you know, they they find the island in the middle of the Devil's Triangle. Uh, they start to land. They they start to come in for their landing. Just as they're about to hit water, the Phantom slides off the side just so he wouldn't get caught. And then, um, plane lands at the mouth of this cave. They they get in one of those zodiac, you know, inflatable uh, rafts, mm-hmm. and they start, you know, rowing their way in. And then the Phantom is behind, very slowly, you know, swimming his way up. So they get inside the cave, and then they find that there's this whole. I guess it was part of a sunken ship, but then they built walls and everything else around it. Or it, it maybe it was part of an old fort or something because there's you know brick and concrete and stuff in there. It's, see, it, it's a lot like it's a lot like remember um, remember when Missouri uh, first I guess well you know because uh, casinos used to be illegal mm-hmm. and then they started um, or I guess they they made a law that said okay you can have casinos but they have to be on riverboats 
only. And so, they said, okay, and so, like, you know, you have, like, you know, these riverboat casinos, or some of them, like the Admiral, they turned into a casino, and it was always docked, whatever. But then someone got the bright idea and said, wait a minute, we can put the casino part, we can actually build it sort of on a barge, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. out there on the on the water, but then we can build the hotel up on it on the land and <laughs> and pimp this whole you know, the loophole, you know. So, <laughs> and so, the, you know, now of course that's gone away. You know, now you can have casino, you know. But back then, that was how they got away with building elaborate casinos and stuff like that. And that's what this looks like. It looks like it was a boat here, and then they built up, you know. They built up shit around it and said, you know, this is our, this is us. This is our establishment. Yeah, so they get in there and, you know, the Phantom is hiding up in, in the cave somewhere, lurking around in a purple suit. Yeah, because you still can't be... You, you can't be seen in bright purple. Yeah, so so they... Uh, Drax and the others, they... He's totally getting seen. I'm sorry, man. This oh, yeah. is what I'm, oh, what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. This is it's just you just have to accept. You just have to bite the bullet on that one and just accept that that's what it is. Because I mean, he's a phantom. He can't not be that. But you know, at the same time, it's like, dude, this this purple suit is not fooling anybody. It's, it's no. <laughs> it's like that Boondocks episode. Oh look, it's a nigga in the purple suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, shit. oh that would that be awesome if you, you, you have to say the whole thing like a child call quest. No, I'm the ghost who walks. You gotta say the whole thing. Get out of car. The ghost. No, nigga, I'm a ghost who walks. <laughs> oh, oh shit. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, they um the group get out of the boat, you know, in front of this building, and then all of a sudden all these pirates come running out and it is you know, it's mostly like white guys and Asian dudes. Mm-hmm. And they jump out and they uh they well, one of them claims Di- Diana as his own. Like, yeah, she's mine, and I'm gonna take her, and blah blah blah. Of course they do. You know, this, this is how they do women, and always. Yeah. You know, and this is and like the Dale Arden of of the of the movie at this point. Pretty much, except without the uh, the uh, date rape. <laughs> but um, oh Jesus, they're they're about to start killing everybody, but then Quill. Rolls up his sleeve and shows him his tattoo. He's like, "Hey, look, I'm I'm part of the same brotherhood too." Which, if he is, shouldn't he have known where this cave was? You would think. You would think, and you would think also. You know, if he's one of them, that you know they would know it because it doesn't seem like. I mean, it seems like they're pretty exclusive. They don't just let anyone in, right? You wouldn't think so. Yeah. But anyway. Um, he shows them the tattoo, and they're like, oh, okay, well, let's go inside. So then they go into this other room, and they walk across this small bridge, and under the... This is where the movie gets really bad. Because they walk across this little bridge, and underneath the bridge you see two sharks swimming perfectly side by side, perpendicular. Or parallel, rather. They're parallel, and they're going in a circle around this this little shallow 
track. <laughs> you can tell they're fake, but they they walk into this this room that looks like a you know the sunken a uh, sunken pirate ship, and then uh, all of a sudden another Mortal Kombat <laughs> uh, <laughs> actor comes out. It's a uh, God. What is his name? I forget the actor's name, but he played Shang Tsung. Yeah. In the first Mortal Kombat, he comes out, and uh, yeah, Carrie, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. Gotcha. Um, he comes out and he he says, you know, I'm Kabai Sang. Uh, I'm the I'm the direct descendant of the original uh, Kabai Sang who started the Sang Brotherhood. And and Drax starts trying to wheel and deal, and he's like, "Well, listen, you know, you can be representative of the old guard with all your pirating, and I'll be representative of the new guard, you know, industry, big and bold, and we'll we'll get together. And I, I see you've got the third skull there. I've got the other two. You know, we'll have all kinds of power, you know, and we'll rule the world. And so, then Cowboy Sang says, "It doesn't matter if you've got the." these three skulls because you don't have the fourth skull so I'm just going to take I'm just going to kill you and so as he should I mean he grows yeah. up in there you know and you know up 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 into your your turf yeah and telling you this is how it's going to be and it's like no motherfucker <laughs> this is how it is <laughs> and I could just kill you at any moment and take those for myself and then what exactly so then, uh, um, Drax is like, "Well, no, don't kill us, because that girl is the Phantom's girl, or uh, yeah, is the Phantom's girlfriend, and and if you got her, I'm sure the Phantom will show up any minute now." <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, Sang's like, "Okay, take the girl, um, but kill him." And he's like, "No," and Drax says, "No, no, no, you can't kill us." Be, because people know where we are and and there'll be a whole army coming so then the gangster guy <laughs> oh, I, I don't know beautiful. what his plan was he was like he says he, he pulls out his gun and he, he, he's like he's like screw that there is nobody coming uh, nobody knows we're here so he he uh says now listen Kabai Sang or whatever your name is you know uh, I want to side with you here take these skulls I don't want them you know you just get me out of here or I'm gonna kill you <laughs> and so uh, Sang says some, something in I don't know what language it was but the gangs are like well what does that mean Oh, it's just pirate talk for fire the cannon. <laughs> and straight up, they, oh, they, they fire shoot, the cannon, all right. They shoot a cannon, knock this puppet of a man <laughs> all the way across the cave. It slams against the wall and falls into the water. Oh, now, listen, listen. If a cannon hits you at that close a range, There'd be nothing obliterated. It'd be a pink mist, and that <laughs> cannonball just keep going because <laughs> it was point blank range. You know, there, there there wouldn't be a body there. 
did you ever see you know what did you ever watch the borgias no uh i mean i'm not recommending that you do it's a very slow boring show and that's why i didn't make it through its through its planned uh run anyway but there was a scene where uh i guess they're on the battlefield and uh somebody had chained cannonballs like two cannonballs together mm-hmm. and was firing them at you know you know at, at the oncoming army and so, of course, when that happens, they go flying, and then you see these two, basically, you know, the centripetal force of these cannonballs in the air on a chain. So it's just slicing people up as it's going along, and then, you know, smashing people as they land. Yeah, I've seen, I, I've, I've seen that happen on screen before. Yeah. <laughs> but, and yeah, it doesn't it happen, happen here. in glory. Oh, yeah, did he just take a cannon to the head? Did the yeah, his scene, head right? just blew up. Yeah. Just gone. So yeah, there's no way that's happening. <laughs> but then this guy gets lifted and thrown. Yeah, it's like it's like a scene out of Popeye. Yeah, but then you know the Phantom comes out and he yells, "Cowboy uh, sang." And then they and look then, up and he says, "It's a nigga in a purple suit." <laughs> no, and, and then Cowboy sang's like, "Phantom." Like these two have never met before, ever. Ever, but they they act, act like they're old enemies. Well, I, I mean, I guess they. Well, they 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 are. Because their clans are, but they they themselves have never met before. So why is there this instant animosity? Well, know? because he's got a whole tome back at his back at back at the back at the the skull cave, the bat cave, um, about the same brotherhood. So he knows there's something he don't want. They, you know, that he doesn't want anything to do with. He want a part of. And they know the legend of the Phantom, so I mean, that's really all it is. I guess. So. And you know, uh, I guess you know the original Phantom was killed by the uh, the same Brotherhood, so that's where the where the notoriety comes from, or the original I Phantom's guess. father. So yeah, that's where that comes from. So nah, not them personally, no. But this is like, yeah, this this is this is just you know their clan versus that lineage. I guess I don't know, but then um, you know, the Phantom drops down, and then this is where it get where I mean the fights up to now have been really good, but this fight it's not like a fight. It, it's it's more like the Phantom a- action stunt show at Universal. Or something. <laughs> you mean like the like the Indiana Jones uh, stunt at MGM Studios theme park? Yeah, yeah. Where it, it's a lot of jumping over stuff and jumping around stuff, and then, and then you know, using your he, he he was using the third skull to like block swords and stuff, and then he'd jump over and, and he he'd grab a rope and he'd swing from one end of the stage to the other end of the stage, and you know, but he does at one point though he does he does just say he's had enough of this shit, just pull out the forty fives and just start shooting people. Yeah, and then he ran out of bullets. Yep, which you know what, good. <laughs> Because you know what, yeah. there's one thing I can't. I which I mean I've accepted as just, you know, that's just what movies are, TV is. You know, it's just the never-ending stream of bullets. Yeah, you know, that's true. But you know, here's one thing I didn't get. Why did what was up with Catherine Zeta Jones? Why did she turn? Why did she about face all of a sudden? I don't know. Is just it, because it she was... saw Phantom up there and figured, hey, fast hands. It was a weird turn where. 
where Diana said we we women have to stick together and then all of a sudden she was a good guy I'm not sure why she decided to become a good guy but she was and so you know she starts helping the phantom fight and then the phantom picks up a sword and then he starts they start fighting squat- with uh, <laughs> Swashbuckling now with, man this is... yeah with Kabai saying <laughs> I actually have the scene going right now and just, I mean, it's so, I don't know if it's the suit that does it or if, you know, it's just the, the, uh, the way Billy Zane is built, but it's just, he's so gangly and lanky and stuff like that. So like when you see him throwing, you know, swinging the sword and like some guy comes behind him and he throws a kick, he kicks the guy behind him and then he punches some other guy (laughs) and it just looks, it looks, it looks this looks so terrible. Yeah, and and uh, Sang is is obviously a better swordsman because you know he he knocks the sword out of Phantom's hand a couple of times, and then gets the Phantom right to the edge where these sharks are swimming <laughs> in a circle, and then you know the Phantom's look looking at the edge and he's looking at the ground, and then Sang figures out you're not immortal. It's like no shit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no shit, he's not immortal. You, how how have you just now figured that out? And apparently, he's the only one that figured it out too. So yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "I know your secret now." And then all of a sudden, Phantom jumps to a rope that's behind him, just as Sang is about to lunge with his sword. And Sang falls in the water, gets eaten by sharks. Yeah. And so. <laughs> So he, so Phantom comes down off of this rope, and and there's about uh, six, six or seven pirates left, and he pulls out his guns again, and he realizes he has no bullets. <laughs> Oops. So so this is where it turns into the stunt action show again, <laughs> because the pirates start bum rushing, and Catherine Zeta Jones like cuts a rope, and this net falls on top of him. And then, I have never understood why in in cartoons or TV shows or whatever, why that net dropping on top of you is 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 it? Uh, <laughs> exactly. You know what? Uh, I mean, I I could just, just let me, I I could understand if the net drops on you, and then there's guys standing there. And go and sort of tie the net up, and you know, keep you from getting out from under it. Right. But they just cut the rope. The net falls on top of them, and then they walk away. And they 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 cut another rope so a gate falls down. But it's still six dudes underneath some rope. Yeah. You think they could get out? Yeah. You know that net thing. And I could also understand if maybe you got tangled in it or something like that. Maybe that's the problem. But that never happens. Nothing you've ever seen. The only time I've ever seen the net thing happen with any type of practicality was when uh, that if, if you've seen it, remember that little Spartacus movie from the from the sixties, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you know when they're actually in the you know in the arena fighting, and one guy has a he, he's got a trident or a sword and a and a net, and he's like kind of swinging it at his you know kind of at his feet. You know he's trying to trip the guy up. You know that's the only time I've ever oh, seen a yeah. net actually used like you know to where it could possibly have an effect but yeah that net falling thing it's just it's 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 i don't know 
I don't know where that came from. It's like it's like quicksand, which actually I'm surprised there was no quicksand in this movie. Yeah, me too. But anyway. But and anyway, they um they run into the next room and then they find this submarine that has torpedoes attached to the top of it. And uh, Catherine, or the the Phantom tells the women to get inside. Here's, and I'll launch. It. Here's a here's another and, here's another thing though. Were there submarines in 1938? I think so. Because I mean I know the Germans had the U-boats, but that was the that was in the middle of the mid 40s though. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that. Ah. But but the thing that got me is that Catherine Sader Jones is worried about the torpedoes saying that there are live warheads on there what if we hit something and and phantom says oh well i'll use the periscope to to uh make sure the way is clear before i launch you're launching a submarine you're not launching the actual torpedo so does that mean that every time the pirates were were sinking ships they were launching whole submarines (laughs) with just torpedoes attached to it I mean, I don't know, man. I I, I don't know either. But then, um, you know, the the Phantom still has the third skull in his hand, and he gets him in there. He starts guiding him and launches it. Um, and as he's he's getting the stuff launched, Quill and Drax come in, and Quill and and phantoms start fighting while they're fighting the the briefcase that the first two skulls starts to shake and it opens up and then this really bad cgi happens yep. where all three skulls go flying into the air and then they connect and so, so they're all joined Drax walks up and grabs it and he's like, oh, 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 the power. Oh, my God, the power. <laughs> Every time he does oh. this, why? <laughs> oh, this is Williams. amazing. Yeah. And and so then the, the skulls just start shooting green laser. And, um, you know, the Phantom and Quill are fighting. And, and Quill says, "You, I killed you once before. And Phantom says, no, you killed my father. And I'm taking my belt. So he takes the belt back, and and he he's about to kill Quill, and Quill says, "Hey Drax, I need some help." Drax turns around, and says, "What do you or you know what'd you say?" And he aims his skull at at uh, Quill, and Quill just turns to dust. Oops. It's just people dust. Yeah. He just explodes. Yeah. So then Drax is like, "This is amazing. I have the power of the sun in my hands. I don't need a fourth skull." And then Phantom says, oh, well, I know where the Force Skull is. I've had it all my life. I just didn't know what it meant. And <laughs> that that's all he said. And then all of a sudden, or, uh, Drax says, oh, get out of here with that jungle nonsense. Yeah. He... It's like all he said was, I know where the Force Skull is. Yeah, and he thought he was trying to fool him. You know, he's telling him, uh, you know, trying to divert yeah. him. And so he just, he fires at Phantom, but then the Phantom pulls up the fourth the skull which is which is the ring yeah. and then all of a sudden he starts playing space balls and, and they got the dueling shorts so That's exactly so, what this is so he's got the ring and he's 
the the beam coming out of of the skulls get focused into the skull ring that he's wearing, and then they go back and forth, you know, with the with the green laser coming out of the skull, and then a purple laser coming out out of the ring, you know, and they're dueling back and forth, and then uh, Drax starts to put some real oomph into it and starts doing the fucking Michael Jackson lean. <laughs> <laughs> and and knocks the phantom to his knees and then the, the phantom gets that that drive and uh confidence and he pushes his fist back up in the air and he shoves his fist forward and then you start to see the purple energy go up to the skulls and <laughs> Drax has the greatest ending line he goes this is amazing woohoo <laughs> Boom! He explodes in a flame. Uh, well, the, the really horrible 1996 CGI flames. Yeah. And then you hear him in the but background that... going, May the Schwartz be with you! <laughs> so, I mean, long story short. And then he saves... Well, 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 well you know, I, I just want to say real quick, you know, that happens, and then everything starts exploding around him. You know, actual, you know, practical pyrotechnics but then it's right near the water and so a phantom jumps in the water and tries to escape the room and that's where <laughs> the flames of the gulf him are even more like shitty cgi <laughs> cgi flames that yeah. kind of like look like they just took crayon to the to the film and just colored them in there yeah so but, yeah. Uh, anyway it cuts to the uh, beach and the phantom's there and he's talking to diana and he's like uh he's like you know, Diana, um, I'm not the first phantom. My father was the phantom before me, and, and the phantom before him, and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, and my firstborn son will be the next phantom. And he's he's like, uh, what? He, he said something else, and, and then Diana says, well, why don't you, you know, take your mask off and tell me, Kit. And he looks all surprised. By <laughs> like, how'd you know it was me? Like, yeah. because you don't disguise your voice. I know what you sound like. Yeah. <laughs> and also, so he... you're Billy Zane. You look the same with the mask on or off. <laughs> so then he takes the mask off, and and they kiss. And and know. and uh, the, the the Batman callback that I've been wanting to say since the beginning of the uh, since we, since we first started drawing the comparisons. As soon as he takes the mask off, the eye black disappears. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, the eye black is gone, <laughs> and you know he's like, uh, uh, you know, I I have to take a wife so so I, I can have a, a child. Well, what she tells him is because he he doesn't want to take the mask off and originally, and he says. Well, I'm only supposed to reveal my. I'm not. I, I'm only. I'm only. No, I'm really not supposed to reveal my secrets. The only one I can do that. The only one I can reveal my secrets to is the woman I intend to marry. But it's like reveal what secrets? You already figured you out. Yeah, there ain't no secrets to be revealed yeah. at this point. And so, so uh, then she says, "Well, you know." Bye. I'm going back to because he says because yeah she's like uh she's like what if what what if she refuses you he says no one refuses the phantom it's like they kiss and she's like watch this and gets on the plane with with Catherine Zeta Jones gets on the plane <laughs> and straight <laughs> leaves 
And then his father comes back to narrate, and he's like, well, my son's an idiot and didn't follow through. <laughs> but don't worry, because Diana will soon come back. So I guess they were setting up for a sequel, maybe? Or or just, just trying to say that, that, yes, you know, she does end up with, with him in the end? I, I don't know. Well, the the guy wanted to make Mandrake right behind this, so they were setting up the Phantom to return in, de, in, in Defenders of the Earth. That was going to be in the stinger. Oh, God. God. Now that would have been funny if at the end of this movie, <laughs> if there was a stinger with, 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 uh, with the Phantom going back to the Skull Cave and Lothar was sitting in, in his uh, chair and saying, I want to talk to you, Phantom. About joining the defenders of the earth, <laughs> and then you get that, and then you get that that Marvel shorthand uh, stinger that they like to do sometimes, where it says the Phantom will return in defenders of the earth, oh. and Sam Jackson is. Oh, hey, Sam Jackson! Hey, this is like right after Pulp Fiction. He was like just starting to kind of get his stride. Oh shit! That would have been awesome. I mean, he did the Spirit. That was another crappy movie that we're not doing in this block. No, 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 I, I, I wouldn't do that no, movie. Uh-uh. I, I couldn't finish it. it nah, I, 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 I tried watching it on TV one day. It came on. I can't even watch it. But no, that's <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> well, we've done it again, man. We did this with Dick Tracy, where we said, "Hey, you know what? <laughs> Somebody uh, out there, you know, college humor, funny or die, Private Cabin. Somebody, so somebody, somebody make that Dick Tracy movie." Somebody make this. Somebody make. Somebody. Somebody uh, rewrite the Phantom ending. <laughs> Give it to us, please. Oh, but anyway, that's that the was Phantom the Phantom from 1996, yes, and I gotta say that was that was really good. Yeah, I, like I said, I I like. I mean, this it's movie. stupid, but it's good. It's it's look, it hits all the notes. It's everything. It is other than. The uh the changes that they made with like the supernatural powers from the ring because again I didn't know that wasn't in there but you clarified that at the top of the show, um, it is pretty true to not only the source all the way down to the purple mm-hmm. spandex, it is also it's true to its origins like in the serials because this this watching this it's just like one of those old serials. You know, with the settings, the the, the film, the, the stunts, the, the you know the cinematography, the uh, the music, uh, you know the types of characters that they yeah. use in it, the wardrobe, everything, everything is spot on. It hits it hits all the notes. Yeah, I mean, all in all, it and I mean, it's just a good '90s you know action. Yeah, play. and it failed because they did a shit job promoting it, and mm. and I think they also just didn't know. Uh, I just don't think they, they, I think they, they just, they were maybe a little bit too late doing this. Or too early, depending on I guess, because, I mean, because the question is, who is this for? It's not for the kids. We don't know who the fuck the Phantom is. Uh, you know, the people who grew up with the Phantom, you know, who lived through the 30s, they're dead and probably not going out to the movies like that, you know, if they are alive. Uh, Yeah. You know, and like I said, they didn't do a good job of promoting it. Other than 
uh, bringing back twenty the, the twenty forty series, which you know uh, was also in ninety. It was it's actually ninety four series, which I didn't know, but they started airing it again in ninety six. So. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, we have no frame of reference. You know, this kind of just came out of nowhere. So it's like, what are we? What, 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 what were people supposed to think? And that's why it sold no tickets. Yeah. You know, except for mine, and it, it pissed me off because I thought it was something else. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. But, uh, but they said it. Uh, anyway, they said it did really good on home home video though. Yeah, yeah, I think it so. Did. Yeah, so um, there's, there's so there's the cult classic, and you know what? Another thing I'll say, and, and then I'll shut up, is that this is the kind, this is this is what I wanted from Flash Gordon. This is what I thought. I thought Flash Gordon was just going to be a fun ride, just you know, just a just, just a crazy ass action movie from a bygone era, you know, rooted in something else, and it wasn't it. They they bombed. They no. They, they shot the bed. This this one. This this did it. This was it. Yeah, this one was yeah. really good compared to uh Yeah, Flash. so what do you so, uh, so so uh I mean who would have thought? I, I like a movie about a dude uh, uh, running around a purple spandex. Purple spandex. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing it wasn't Schumacher cuz we got a whole lot more butt shots and him changing clothes and being shirtless a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he would have put he would have put anyway, nipples that's, that's, on the phantom uh, suit. Oh God! Uh, oh God! Let's go before <laughs> just, just you know where to find us. We're at nojibajabafm.com. Yes, We're also at facebook.com backslash nojibajabafm. Yes. Uh, of course, find us on iTunes and Stitcher yes. uh, and Twitter at Death Cakes Pod. Yeah. I am um, at Ilwaski. Jay is at Jru78. Yeah, we're also on Periscope. Uh, I I did unboxing yeah. vid for the July loot crate on there, um, which I think I might stick to that now for doing these unboxings rather than loot crate or rather than uh, yeah. You know we are on YouTube. You know no jibba jab FM yeah. and Instagram. Yeah, and Instagram too. We've always got pictures and whatnot going yeah. up there. But um, stay tuned for next uh, mini sode where we'll be, of course, talking about Phantom yes. Twenty Forty. We've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, you day. know, you, <laughs> you would think we had anything more to say about it, but we do. Yeah, um, and do we want to give a hint for next movie? Uh, I don't. No, think so. no. You know what? Yeah, just let them yeah. stew. Just let them think about sure. it for a while. But, but you uh, know, it's just you know, think about what we've been doing and think about what else fits in that category and you know, I'm sure you'll come up with come up with it or at least something, something close to it. Yeah. So anyway, till next time folks. See ya. See ya.
like a tribe called Quest. You say the whole thing. 